Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Say, want a brand new breakfast idea? Then get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Yes, indeed. Try the brand new cereal assortment with 10 individual packages in all. Four Wheaties, four Cheerios, two Kicks. All top favorites and all extra fresh. Yes, it's fun to take your pick from Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the Betty Crocker cereal tray. Get that tray today. And now, the Betty Crocker cereal tray presents... The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that the criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure of the Dock Robber Gang. Boys and girls, in just a few minutes, you'll hear about the big gift offer the Betty Crocker cereal tray has for you. It's fun, it's complete in full color. It's a model city that looks just like a real city. Yours without waiting, without sending in a single penny. You'll all want Model City. Be sure to listen later in the program and learn how you can get Model City. two men were in heated conference aboard the luxurious yacht Fondela, anchored near the middle of the river. One of the men seemed out of place as he sat amid the ornate trappings of the owner's cabin. He was River Jake Carney, rugged-faced, hard-looking, but meek now as he listened to the tall, well-dressed man pacing up and down the floor. The latter was the owner of the yacht, prominent businessman Stanley Trim. Carney, you're a stupid bungler. It's not bad enough that the heat is on from police and newspapers because of the robberies. No. You have to let one of your morons kill that watchman. But I tell you, this guy came on us from nowhere. Just when we was finishing the loading. He paid a couple of shots and, well, Rudolph gave it to him. Oh, Rudolph, eh? All right, boss. He did bump that guy tonight. But he's still one guy we got to depend on, on account of him knowing the warehouse layouts and running that store of his. Never mind. That's enough. You'd better get back to shore before the police boat comes snooping here. Okay. I'll call you tomorrow? No. 
I'll contact you at the Tarragon warehouse. Late the next morning, Lenore Case, secretary to Britt Reed, young publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was busy at her desk when Michael Axford breezed in. Hi, Cassie. Top of the morning. Where's Reed? He's on the phone in his office. He's talking to Mr. Stanley Tim. Well, I got to see him. But first, I've got a present for you. Oh, Michael. Uh, here. It's on account of the way you do my typing for me. Now, I got to see Reed. But, Michael, he's on the phone. And Gunnigan's in there. Oh, hello, Gunnigan. Why are you wait? Maybe I can get to your office before Inspector Kenlon leaves. Just hold the line a minute. I just came from cops' headquarters. Gunnigan, do you mind if I cut in on the warehouse assignment? You're the boss. I'm just city editor. Go to it if you want to. Hello, Mr. Tim. I'll be at your office in 15 minutes. Yeah, I know where you are. Goodbye. Isn't Tim president of the Tarragon Importing Company? Yes. Also the president of the Merchandisers Protective Group. Most importers belong to the group. Yeah. He's the guy that lives on a yacht in the middle of the river. That's right. He prefers it to his townhouse. He must be steamed up. He's lost plenty of shipments to that gang of river pirates. Uh, that outfit's the worst yet. Reed, what were you saying about Inspector Kinlan? He's with Tim. I'm going over to get a statement. You want to come along? Count me in. I'll get back to the desk. Michael. I, uh... Oh, you are sweet, but... Well, I can't accept this present. Axford, you handing out perfume? Why can't you take it? What's wrong with it? Oh, gosh, nothing's wrong. It's a mot de chien. It's fabulous. You just can't get it. But I got it. A mot de chien. That's the first I've heard of since 39. Are they importing it again? So it would seem. It used to cost $75 an ounce. Holy crow. That's not what I paid. Where'd you get it? In a little place down on the riverfront. A Rudolph Swap Shop, they call it. Right near where that watchman got shot last night. I'll bring the perfume with you. We're going to River Street. Tim can tell us if that's the real thing. And you can see if Rudolph made a mistake. Britt Reed and Axford found Stanley Tim finishing what was evidently a most unsatisfactory get-together with Inspector Kinlan. The gist of Tim's complaint was in his parting remarks to Kinlan. But Mr. Tim, no we're No more doing excuses, a... Inspector. Remember what I said. The merchandisers group is holding a meeting at my office here tonight at nine. We'd like a report of progress from you by then. No matter what it says, I'm going to suggest that if the police haven't jailed the murderer and the members of that river gang within 48 hours, that we call in the FBI. The disconcerted Inspector Kinlan left the office and Stanley Tim gave his attention to Reed and Axford. A short time later, after they had taken his statement, he was showing them the records and bills of shipment on merchandise stolen along the riverfront. So you see, Reed, my losses alone have reached six figures. And I'm just a minor casualty. Haven't the, uh, the insurance companies reimbursed you? Well, yes, in some cases, where the merchandise has been stolen from our warehouse. Most of the time, however... Holy crow, will you look at this? What's that? Something on that bill you have there, Axford? I'll say there is. Look at it. This perfume... Armor du Chien. Oh, that. The first shipment to this country in nine years. To us, the sole importers. And they steal it before we receive it. You'll note the date, stolen last night. Uh, when the watchman was killed? I presume so. Oh, uh -huh. maybe we came upon something. Look, Tim, take a look at this bottle. Where did you get... Where did you get that bottle? It's Armor du Chien. 
Tell me, is it real? Hey, if that's real, Tim, I think we may be on the trail of your river pirates and warehouse thieves. It smells genuine enough. Where did you get it? A place called Billy Rudolph's Swap Shop. It's uh... on River Street. Yes, I know where it is. Rudolph himself sold it to me for only a few dollars. Only a few dollars, eh? Then I imagine it's a fake. Well, let's find out. I'm with you. We'll break this case open before the final edition goes to press. We'll get the police. We'll now, wait them. a minute, Axford. Wait a minute. Not too fast. What's read? If this perfume is stolen or something, the cops ought to be talking to Rudolph, questioning him. A half hour's delay isn't going to hurt anything, Axford. Let's go down and talk to Rudolph first. We might learn a few things. Uh, yeah, maybe so. And then we'll phone the paper and have a photographer on hand when the police question Rudolph. <laughs> Always the newspaper man, eh, Reed? Personally, I agree with you. It's well to go slowly. And while you're calling on Rudolph, I'll check my records on this end. Very well, Tim. Come on, Axman. Stanley Tim watched the two newspaper men leave his office. Then he closed his door and picked up the phone. Where is he? Carney, get this quick. You have 15 minutes to get rid of Rudolph. Rub him out. The dirty double-crosser's been stealing from the shipments and selling merchandise on his own. That perfume last night. Yes, and sold it to a newspaper man of all people. I... I know he's at the store, and I know the police will be in on him. We'll take that chance. Just do the job and do it clean. Fifteen minutes, right. Contact me later. You know this neighborhood, Axford. We turn here? Yeah, the next is River Street. There's the Tarragon Warehouse. Oh, yes. Then Rudolph's is three blocks away. Uh, towards your right. There's just an old deserted warehouse on the next street. Turn right now. The car turned right onto River Street, past the empty warehouse, then braked to a sudden stop as Reed and Axford saw a surging crowd in front of a store. Police were pushing them back into the street. And an ambulance siren could be heard in the distance. Reed, what's going on? Look at the crowd around Rudolph's shop. And the cops, too. There's Burke over there. Where? Oh, yeah. Burke! Hey, Burke! Hello there, Axford. Hello, Mr. Reed. Hello, Burke. Nasty mess, huh? Burke, what's it all about? Haven't you heard, Axford? Someone just killed old Rudolph. That evening, as Britt Reed read the headlines, he began to see a vague pattern in events. And disgusted with Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, the only person who knew the young publisher was the Green Hornet. Mr. Britt, you say police agree Rudolph's story is outlet for river crooks? For some of the things, Cato. Tim's papers, the records of all the firms involved, show some of the stock came from stolen shipments. Why are you suspicious about Mr. Tim? Uh, perhaps because the Green Hornet has learned that... A lot of men aren't what they pretend to be. But police find no perfume like Mr. Axford purchased in store. No, yet six cases were stolen last night. 
Well, crooks must hide cases some other place. Yes. Still, I remember Tim's expression when he saw that bottle. And I think it's connected with Rudolph's death. Rudolph was a crook, but... Well, they killed him. Only one way to learn truth, Mr. Britt. You're right, Cato. And that's as the Green Hornet. Tim's having the merchandisers protective group at his office tonight. It might be interesting to find out what takes place there. Come to think of it, it might not be a bad idea to look over his warehouse on River Street. It's three blocks away from Rudolph's. Yes, Mr. Britt. We'll start with Rudolph's shop. You've not told police of suspicions, Mr. Britt. I can't. There's nothing to justify them now. I have my mask and gun, Cato. You ready? Always ready, Mr. Britt. Now, let's get the car. Come on. The policeman in front of Rudolph's swap shop did not see the two figures that blended into the blanket of fog pouring in from the river. Nor did he hear the noise at the rear door in back of the store as Britt Reed opened it with his special key. Moved among the crates and boxes that cluttered the room in back of the small store, Britt Reed's flashlight darting from floor to boxes. After a while, he lowered the flash and turned to Cato. No sign of the perfume here. Let's see. There's no stairway going down. Look, Mr. The... Over behind box. What have you found, Cato? This hook in floor seems to that... be a trap door. And that's what it is, Cato. A trap door. We'll continue our story in just a moment. Listen carefully. Here's an amazing new gift offer for all boys and girls who listen to this program. It's a model city that's really terrific. Model city looks just like a real city and is complete with modern business buildings, different style houses, automobiles, trucks, garages, even fences and billboards. You'll have all the fun of building Model City, too. All the fun of watching it grow as you finish one model after another. And it's easy. No pasting, no gluing. Many slots pre-cut. You just cut out and assemble. Now, I said Model City is a gift offer. That's absolutely true. No money to send in, no box tops, no coupons, no waiting. You can get your Model City right now at your grocery store. All you have to do is get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the assortment of ten individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks in one handy package. Model City comes right on the Betty Crocker cereal tray packages. Listen, here's just one avenue of Model City. First, a big modern airline ticket office. Next is a Chinese hand laundry. Down the street, the Model City candy store. Next, a hardware store. Everything complete. Even storage sheds in back of buildings and awnings in front. And houses? Well, Model City has all kinds. Two-story, one-story, old-fashioned, modern, brick shingle. Moreover, some houses have separate garages with automobiles. Just think of the fun you can have when you get Model City complete. You can play all kinds of games, use your toy automobiles, airplanes, and your electric train. Rearrange the avenues to make different kinds of towns. Hurry to your grocers. Model City is there. Buy the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the assortment of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks in individual packages. Model City comes right on the Betty Crocker cereal tray. There's nothing extra to pay, no box tops, no coupons, no money to send in, and no waiting. 
The minute you buy the Betty Crocker cereal tray, you can start your model city. So hurry, go to your grocers, get the Betty Crocker cereal tray, and get model city today. Now to continue our story. Acting as the Green Hornet with Cato at his side, Britt Reed found a trap door in the shop where Rudolph had been murdered. He was surprised to find water where a cellar should have been, and a rowboat tied at the bottom of a ladder. He and Cato descended to the rowboat. Now, what do you think of this, Cato? Six motorboats moored here, too. Look at them. All black. Yeah, they're pretty well rigged, too. We also have rubber rafts and signal rockets. We use one of motorboats? Oh, let's forget about them. We want to be quiet. Mr. Britt, water here runs sideward under a street. Oh, you see ahead? There is wall where river should be. This is a subterranean stream, Cato. It's man-made. You can tell that by the walls. I take oars and row. Let's go forward a bit toward the river. I'd like to examine that wall there. They rode slowly along the narrow waterway that flowed toward the river. The eerie light cast by Britt Reed's electric torch suddenly hit the wooden wall. Oars up, Cato. You can't go any further. Wait, it's solid wall. It can't be solid. The water flows under it. Hold the boat steady while I look around. Britt pushed against the wooden barrier. Presently, it swung back slowly. There was more water on the other side. There were pilings that supported the building, and beyond these, the river could be seen. Cato, this is how the river pirates escape. They guide the motorboats along the piers, then come under here and go through the wooden wall. Look at the river side of the wall. It's a camouflage job. From the river, it looked like rocks. We'll close the door, Cato. I think the artificial waterway will take us places. Britt and Cato rode along the walled-in stream parallel to the river for a hundred yards. There they found another mooring, with stairs leading upward from a platform. Scrambling from the boat to the stairway, Reed and Cato ascended stealthily and opened the unlocked door. Keep your flashlight low, Cato, and see what's on that side. I'll look around here. Nothing but many boxes, Mr. Britt. That's all I've found, but among them is the missing Amour de Chine perfume. The gang keeps stolen goods here. Some of it, anyway. I wonder if Rudolph took the perfume from here and sold it, or whether his killers transferred it from his store after they got him. Would have been an easy matter. Well, that's true. But why police not find this? Because they've been concentrating on murder. They'll find that trap door in the waterway tomorrow. We'll make sure they do. The front part of this building is full of dirt. Another camouflage job. Cato, that waterway continues from here, and I have a hunch. I think the waterway goes to the Tarragon Importing Company and Mr. Tim. We'll follow it and see. Too slow. We'll travel in the Black Beauty. It was a little later when the Green Hornet and Cato found a way to enter the offices of the Tarragon Company. From the darkness of the room where they stood, they watched the meeting of the protective group break up. Everyone left except Stanley Tim, 
He was alone in the committee room. Then he opened a door. River Jake Carney came in. I could hear you talking at the meeting. How did you like it, Jake? <laughs> Heard it all, Mr. President. You know, the part that kills me is how those guys tell you what shipments they're expecting. Well, that's so I can make arrangements to protect them. <laughs> uh, look, boss, I hate to bust up your celebration, but we better get going. Is the fog still coming in from the river? Covering it like a blanket. And it'll be tough going, so I'm only going to use four boats transferring that stuff to your yacht tonight. Well, just be fast, that's all. Handle it as well as you did today's job, and I'll be satisfied. We have to do this because I'm sure the police will find a lot of things when they go over Rudolph's place tomorrow. I want them to. But you don't want them to find any of the real expensive stuff, do you? No. It's a good thing you're taking over the perfume. You can make a fortune under the counter with that. That fool Rudolph selling it for practically nothing. Penny-hungry bungler. He deserves what he got. You're sure you left no clues behind when you... No, I finished them like that. Otto and Al were waiting with a boat, and we got the perfume and the other stuff out in a couple of minutes. Good. Now get it aboard the yacht. In the room where they had listened to Tim and Carney, Brett Reed turned to Cato. This is it, Cato. Tim's our man. We know where he and his gang are going to be during the next few hours. We work without police? No, we'll warn the harbor police to be on the alert. When we're ready, we'll signal them to move in. First of all, though, we'll get in contact with the paper. <laughs> well, Sentinel will get story first. We can't pass this one up. You sure you can handle those motorboats we saw? I'm sure, Mr. Britt. If they're only going to use four, we'll borrow one of the others. We'll have to depend on the fog and their loading to sneak aboard, so we'd better head for River Street now. I'll board the yacht alone. I'll want a couple of signal rockets while you take care of them. Heavy fog covered the harbor. Standing against the rail aboard the Fondela, Stanley Tim heard the last of the crates being loaded into the hold of his yacht. Then his alert ears picked up the sound of footsteps coming toward him. Boss. Boss, it's me, Carney. Where are you? Here, Carney. Everything aboard? Oh, everything, boss. Just paid the boys off. They're below, ready to get back to shore. Hey, Jake! Jake, where are you? Over here. It's me, Ricky. I thought I told you... What's the matter? The boats, Jake. The boats are gone. Four of them. Cut away from the yacht. Is the man crazy? Cut away from the yacht? Yeah, we had them tied up while we got our door. Ricky, they couldn't float away. I tell you, the ropes was cut. The boat is gone. This is preposterous. Oh, no, it's not, Tim. The boats have been cut away. I told you guys to stay off this not deck. Not this guy, Connie. Don't move any of you. You're covered. Jake, the guy's wearing a mask. A green mask. A green hornet. Nobody else, Tim. Yes, Riggy, the boats are cut away. I cut them. What are you up to? You can't get away with this. And you can't get away with murder. At that very moment, an emergency squad of policemen waited impatiently aboard the police launch at the municipal pier. Inspector Kinnan was there, and he, Gunnigan, and Axford were equally impatient. Uh, sure, it's just another one of them tricks of the green harness. Look at this note. Be on municipal pier at one o'clock, ready for action. You'll round up the river thieves and at least two murderers. It'll be the break of your career. Signed, the green harness. What do you think of that, Inspector? Pretty much like the note we received. Personally, I believe it's a hoax. 
If the green harness... Cunningham! Was like... Holy crow, will you look at that? Shooting off rockets from that yacht in mid-river. They're in trouble. We have a story after all. We're going out there. Start her up, Case. You two want to come along the police launch? No, we have our own motorboat here, Inspector. We'll ride that. Come on, Axman. Cunningham! Holy crow, the rockets are still going off. Yeah, there are a lot of men running around that deck. What are they up to? I can't see. Hey, Cunningham, they got Tommy guns. What? Hey, they have. Slow down, Cunningham. They're shooting at the police boat. Son, the harbor was right. They are the river pirates. They must have taken over the yacht. Aha! Uh -huh. There goes the cops' guns. That'll stop them. These thieves are giving up. Cunningham, over on the right. Look, on the yacht where the searchlights are directed. Three guys with their hands up. There's someone behind them with a gun. He's the one who was firing rockets. And he's mad. Cunningham. Cunningham is the green harlot. He's climbing to the far rail. Holy crow, he's jumped overboard. Get over there, Cunningham. Get around the yacht so that we can get the green harlot. In a motorboat, Cato had been waiting alongside the yacht. He was ready when the Hornet dropped from the rail. He gunned the engine, and the small, fast boat raced toward the dock. Reverse the engines. That'll stop us. That does it. Never mind tying up. Hit the dock. A car right over there. Get to it. Our job's done. This way, Cato. Do you think police catch crooks? Well, if they don't, it's not our fault. Get in there. I'll drive. Now? Yes, Cato. Now we're going home and watch for headlines. Reed! Hey, Reed, where are you? Are you home? Axford, for the love Oh, there you are. What's the idea of barging in like a banshee at this hour of the night? Reed, what a night it's been. So for his next, I've been out with Gunnigan in the motorboat, and we just missed getting the harness. What? Oh, golly, me and Gunnigan got a tip-off, and so did the cops. We were all at the waterfront with boats, and the green harness and some crooks went to Tim's yacht. Tim's yacht? Yeah, he's the guy we seen about the perfume. Yeah, I know. Well, Reed, that yacht was loaded down with stolen goods, including that fancy perfume. The crooks all got to talking at once, and when they were done... We had the whole story. Oh, about the perfume? And lots of other stuff. Tim was the head of the whole gang that stole the stuff, and Rudolph was in the gang. That's why he got killed, so he wouldn't squeal. You say the hornet tipped you off? That he did, and I've got it all doped out. He had a row with Tim. That's what happened. He was sore at Tim, so he exposed Tim's whole setup. Well, that explanation is as good as any. It'll do till a better one comes along. You filed the story with the Sentinel? Sure I did, Reed. Well, what about the Green Hornet? Did you get him? Buried, you know better than that, that. He got away. He had a pal waiting on the dark side of the yacht in a small boat. We thought he jumped into the water. And by the time we found out different, he was halfway to shore. Oh, well, maybe I'll get him the next time. <laughs> Green Hornet involved 
Green Hornet Silly Flowers, let's select Remember this big gift offer. Get your complete model city without sending in a penny. Yes, get a model city that looks just like a real city. Hurry, take advantage of the big gift offer now. Ask your grocer for the Betty Crocker cereal tray, the assortment of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks in individual packages. Right on the packages, get model city without extra cost. You've been listening to The Green Hornet, brought to you by the Betty Crocker cereal tray the cereal assortment of individual packages of Wheaties, Cheerios, and Kicks. Special offer. Cheerios now offers you not one, not two, not three, but actually four wonderful Walt Disney pocket-sized comic books. All four for only ten cents and one Cheerios box top. Each book 32 pages thick. You get 128 pages in all, all brand new stories. This amazing offer, yours only on big regular size packages of Cheerios. Get the big regular size package of Cheerios tomorrow and send for your four Walt Disney pocket size comic books. Be with us again next week at the same time when General Mills will again present The Green Hornet. And for other exciting adventures of The Green Hornet, read The Green Hornet comic magazine, now on sale at your newsstand. This copyrighted feature originates in Detroit, and all characters, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Fred Foy speaking. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.